Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for the ninth Sunday of Pentecost, the 2nd of August. Today our reader is Patricia Hunter. The reading today is from Matthew chapter 14 and reading at verse 13, walking on the sea. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a lonely place apart. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. As he went ashore, he saw a great throng and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a lonely place and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down in the grass And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The importance of food within society is undeniable. We need it to sustain us and meals frame much of our day. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. Food is for celebration wedding feast or birthday cake, social rituals from graduations to baptisms and seasonal celebrations like Christmas and we are drawn to it in summer weather with barbecuing outside. From our earliest memories we can associate with foods that we have loved and also loathed. For athletes they know each intricate calorific value of each morsel and we know what foods to reach for when we need comfort on a wet and rainy night. In and through the Bible, food is important too, and I'm sure we can all list occasions and stories. Manna and quail in the wilderness, as the iconic Old Testament feeding story. The widow of Zarapeth, whose flour and oil never ran out in First Kings. The never-ending wedding feast at Cana, or Jesus eating with Zacchaeus or even breaking bread with strangers on the Emmaus road. Eating, particularly with others, occurs frequently in the Bible because food and friendship are vital for life, especially life with dignity. And at times in the ancient Near East, it was hard to come by for some people. The feeding of the 5,000 is one of those iconic stories that we never tire of hearing And we could spend time considering how it all happened, offering practical reasons to explain the miracle. 
Everyone took only a small morsel of food as it was passed around. Or perhaps they already had a packed lunch somewhere tucked away and only dared produce it when they saw others doing the same. But to concentrate on the practicalities, well, that can be good, but it also misses the point of the story. What is the bigger picture for us today? The feeding of so many people? Or perhaps a miracle that people actually sat down and ate together? In the way that society has grown and changed over the years, eating together is no longer the norm for many people. Busy lives, work and social commitments at all hours, more single people than ever before. Eating together has become the exception. Anecdotally, I wonder for how many people that practice has changed over the past few months of lockdown and how many more meals were shared together. Sharing and community are only part of the feeding of the 5,000. And our passage doesn't begin there, but rather with the picture of a tired Jesus pushing a boat out into a stretch of water, a deserted place. He had received bad news. John the Baptist had been beheaded and he sought a space away from the crowds. Who among us hasn't sought that from time to time, and then had to find that hard route back into circulation. And I wonder if there's a correlation for us as we find our path out of lockdown to a different kind of normal today. Jesus managed peace for a moment, but the crowds followed and he finds himself once again with lots of people. He has compassion on those he meets in the crowds. He understands their pain and hurt and he sets about healing and curing the sick, sharing God's abundant love with all who have travelled to that deserted place. And the people saw in him something of God. He could cure and heal. Yet in 1st century AD, the gods of the ancient philosophers were often seen as distant and dispassionate, the gods of the Greeks and the Roman empires were also thought to use humans as playthings and for ordering the world to their whims. Yet here is to them a godlike figure, able to cure and heal, is amongst the people and is filled with compassion and interest and love. Jesus renews, embodies and fulfills that consistent call of the God of Israel who feeds and helps the hungry and the poor. What we call food scarcity wasn't only known in the ancient world, it was rampant. And this jars with the disciples' next conversation with Jesus. They can see what is happening. The hour is getting late. They are in a deserted place and there is nowhere to find food. They call for people to go and fend for themselves. Callous, unrealistic, even insulting, when much of the gathered crowd probably didn't have money to buy food in the first place. Jesus sees things differently to the disciples. The disciples saw why they could not feed everyone. They did not have enough. But Jesus trusts that what has been provided will be enough. The disciples saw only five loaves and two fish and a large crowd, 
and a big problem. But Jesus saw the same five loaves and two fish, trusted God and saw potential. And there was more than enough to go around. What do we do when we see scarcity? When do we hold on to what we have rather than sharing willingly? Sometimes we are called on to give when we don't know if we have enough to spare. Sometimes we are called to act when we feel unequipped. Sometimes we are called to speak out and we don't know the words to say. The real wonder of this story is that it continues. God still cares deeply and passionately for those who are most vulnerable, the poor, the immigrant, the hungry. And God still cares for us too and continues to use us to care for them. It is all too easy to look at what we have and see scarcity, to see what we don't have and can't do. But what would happen if we looked at what gifts we do possess and have with the gratitude and the trust that Jesus showed? Jesus came and showed the disciples a fresh way to trust. And he shows us a way to trust and believe that there is more to us and more to life than we ever imagined. There are two miracles in this story which have precious little to do with simply multiplying loaves and fishes. And by pointing us to see them, we are also equipped to continue them. And that is no small thing at a time like this. Amen. We have a couple of questions for reflection today. What was the best meal that you have ever had and when was it? What was it that made it special or outstanding? Can you think of a time that it was hard to share something with others? And why was Jesus so popular that the crowds followed him so much? What was the best meal that you've ever had and when was it? What made it so special or outstanding? And can you think of a time that it might have been hard to share something with others? Why was Jesus so popular that the crowds followed him so much? A prayer of gratitude and concern. Let us pray. O loving and gracious God, you have created a world where there is an abundance for all. Teach us to graciously share what we have so that all might be filled. We pray for those who hunger in this world, those whose only kitchen is a soup kitchen, whose only food is what others don't want, whose diet depends on luck and not on planning. O Lord, feed your people, using our skills and conscience, and eradicate from our politics and lives the apathy to hunger and the possibility that food banks will no longer be a lifeline for people. We give thanks for all that you have given to us, O Lord. We pray for those suffering through poverty or famine, 
for those who live in shanty town or favela, struggling with a world of pandemic and hunger. Along with aid agencies and charities, we long for solutions and pray for hope. We pray for those who hunger for justice, who document inequalities around the world, distinguishing between need and greed, and are sometimes misrepresented or persecuted in the process. May their labour not be in vain, and remind us what gifts we can share of time and talent, of voice and prayer. O loving God, your kingdom is for all who answer your son's call to come and follow, whoever they may be, and to share with compassion and to bring hope. God, let us all be people of light in the days ahead. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and for ever. Amen. Thank you for joining with me for this time of worship. And now, the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen. <laughs>